Hello, and welcome back to Latin 3 from the Church of St. Agnes. Today we will be covering the homework exercises that we were assigning, uh, that we assigned for Unit 32, starting on page 288 in the Collins book. So we did the drills at the bottom of the page, number one, on indirect statement. Uh, with subject accusative and future infinitives. Let's take a look at those. Number one, she verunt apostoli Jesum moriturum esse. So the subject is apostoli, isn't it? The, the apostles knew, and there comes our indirect discourse introduced by a word of knowing. They knew that, Jesus, and then we have the future infinitive moriturum esse. Uh, and since we're in past time, we say in English, the apostles knew that Jesus would die. And it's a question, I'm sorry, I see the question mark there. So we say, did the apostles know that Jesus would die? Okay, number two. Magi non viderunt regem interfecturum pueros. So magi, the, the magi, the wise men, Non viderunt, did not know, there's our verb of knowing, here's our subject in direct discourse, that the king interfecturum puras would kill the boys, the children. This is the, refers, of course, to the slaughter of the holy innocents. So the magi did not realize, did not see, viderunt means to see literally, but also to see, perceive. They did not perceive that the king would kill the children, the boys. Okay, number three, intelegunt se perituros esse in mare. Intelegunt, they understand, they know, they realize, say that they, perituros esse, future infinitive, would perish in the sea. Um, I, I, just to note there, perituros esse, the number one moriturum esse, I didn't point it out, but go back to take a look at number two, interfecturum. Notice the essay has dropped out. This is a fairly common occurrence in Latin with these, uh, with these um, uh, compounded uh, infinitives that we have when we have a uh, participle and a, and a helping verb make up the infinitive. We have the same in the perfect passive infinitive. It's not unusual for that essay to drop out, so just be aware of that. And we see that coming up in number four. Sensimus Paulum Rome Mansurum, Mansurum essay, understood. We sensed, we felt that Paul would remain, Mansurum essay, understood, Rome, Rome, at Rome. That's your locative case for the name of a city. So... Um, we're in past tense in the main verb. We sensed, we felt that Paul would remain in Rome or at Rome. Number five, putavit eam taciturum esse. He thought, verb of thinking, here comes indirect discourse, that she, notice eam is she, right? Feminine, that she taciturum esse would be silent, would be quiet, taciturum esse. There's your future infinitive. So these are all future infinitives. I think they're pretty clear, uh, just so you recognize when indirect discourse comes. Number six, nemo sensit spiritum sanctum de censurum esse super Jesu. No one, subject, sensit, felt or sensed that, indirect discourse coming, spiritum sanctum is the subject, that the Holy Spirit, de censurum esse, would descend superiesum upon Jesus. Okay, so I think those are pretty straightforward. And by this time, this is our third unit, really, on uh, indirect discourse, accusative and infinitive, uh, that formula. And now you've seen it using present, perfect, and future infinitives. I think it's fairly clear. I hope so. Uh, let's take a look at number two. Uh, drilling us uh, in four short sentences on indirect reflexes. And again, I think you'll see that these are fairly clear. Jesus vidit turbas sequentes se. Jesus saw turbas, the crowds. 
What kind of crowds were they? Sequentes, following. The crowds following. And notice then, following takes a direct object. The participle sequentes is a participle. It takes a direct object, say. Now, say, as you know, is a reflexive. Normally, the reflexive bends back or reflects the main subject, which here would be Jesus. But here we, it wouldn't make much sense to say Jesus saw, uh, or I mean, I'm sorry, I repeat, normally it, it reflects the subject. The subject of the indirect statement is turbas, right? So Jesus saw the crowds following say, it would, it would be rather peculiar to say Jesus saw the crowds following themselves. It doesn't work. Uh, crowds being the subject of the indirect statement, you would expect the say to refer to them. But this is an indirect statement. This is an indirect reflexive, which refers to the previous subject, which is Jesus. Now, this is pretty obvious, I think, when you're translating. Jesus saw the crowds following him, right? Following Jesus. So the say actually reflects back on the main uh, the subject of the main verb, vidit, and not the subject of the indirect statement where it's actually contained. That's why it's called an indirect reflexive. We can see the same thing in the next one. Petrus audivit virum qui se vocabit. It's a question. Did Peter hear the man who was calling him? Now, if it were a direct reflexive, it would reflect the subject uh, in the in the qui clause, which is qui. Did Peter hear the man who was calling himself? <laughs> that again is, I suppose, a remote possibility. But this is an indirect reflexive, referring back to Peter, who's the subject in the main verb. Peter heard. Uh, it's a question. Did Peter hear the man who was calling him, meaning calling Peter? Good. And number three is similar again. Paulus benedixit viro qui sibi maledixit. Paul blessed the man who cursed him. Again, if this were just strictly a direct reflexive, we would expect it to reflect the qui because it's in the qui clause. Paul blessed the man who cursed himself. Again, that could be possible. But most likely, it's an indirect, and we don't know we don't know the context of the sense. But most likely, it's an indirect reflexive. Paul blessed the man who cursed him, meaning Paul. And number four, Jesus rogavit ut parvuli ad se veniri ad mi terentur. Jesus asked ut. Here we could have a just of noun clause coming right that the little ones parvuli might be allowed or admitted venire ad se to come to him. Now again, it wouldn't make sense to have a direct reflexive here because that would mean Jesus asked that the little ones might be allowed to come to themselves. No, that wouldn't work. So it's an indirect reflexive. It's not reflecting the subject in its clause as normally a reflexive does, but it's reflecting back on Jesus, who's the subject of the main verb, rogavit. That's how indirect reflexive work. I don't think they will uh, uh, cause you a problem. There are occasional instances where they might be taken either way, and you'll have to go by context. One of those theoretically could have been number three, Paul blessed the man who cursed himself. It's theoretical that the man, there was a man there who was cursing himself or speaking badly about himself, and Paul blessed him. Um, and the only way you'd know for certain, it's more likely that Paul blessed the man who cursed him, uh, meaning Paul, but most likely we would have a context there. Okay, let's turn to our exercises there uh, on page 289 and following. And uh, the first one that I asked you to do was number one. Audiens autem Jesus miratus est et sequentibus se dixit. Amen dico vobis, apud nullum in veni tantum fidem in Israel. From the Gospel of Matthew. So Jesus, however, hearing, 
Miratusest. He marveled. He was amazed. And sequentibus se dixit. And he said to those following him, say, notice, they're following him, Jesus. Um, uh, he said to, them, to those following him, Amen, I say to you, among none or with none have I found in vainy tantum fidem such great faith in Israel. Okay, so this is when he um, performs one of his miracles and uh, the person involved has shown such great faith uh, that uh, he would be healed. Or his, I can't remember if this is the if this is the centurion whose son is healed and says, don't come, just say the word. I can't remember that, if that's the exact passage. But it's obvious that uh, Jesus has marveled and said to those following him, I have not found such great faith among anyone in Israel. Okay, number six. Ipse Jesus a propinquans ibat cumilis, ocli altem elorum tenebantur, Ne eum a no sherent. So Jesus himself approaching was going with them, cum illis, right? He was going along with them. And what kind of Jesus is he? He's approaching, coming up to them. He was going with them, he was walking with them. Their eyes, however, oculi illorum, the eyes of those ones, tene bantur, were being held literally. They were being held. Nay, lest, negative purpose clause, lest they recognize him. Notice the imperfect subjunctive, so subsequent or uh, same time as the main verb in a purpose clause. So uh, this uh, is from the Gospel of Luke. I believe this is the passage where Jesus appears to a couple of the disciples on the road to Emmaus after his resurrection. And he approaches them, and he was walking with them, and their eyes were being held lest they recognize him. In other words, Jesus did not want their eyes to recognize him. He was still concealed. And remember, as he walked along the way, he expounded to them uh, points of the gospel and so forth. And then later on in the breaking of the bread, he is revealed to them. Okay, how about number 11? Another quote. Miti sum et humilis corde et invenietis requiem an animabus vestris. I am mitis, I am meek and humilis humble in reference or uh, in characteristic in my heart, right? It's an ablative of uh, description. I am uh, meek and humble. We'd always say humble of heart, but humble in respect to my heart. And you will find rest animabus vestris, for your souls. Notice the ending on animabus. We have two words in Latin, animus, mind, right? Uh, and anima, or sometimes animus is mind or spirit, uh, soul, I should say. And anima, um, uh, uh, that one is uh, often designated as soul. So we have animus, which is the spirit or the breath of life, and anima, often the soul. When it's a feminine, in order to tell the difference between animus and anima, the first declension, anima, borrows in the ablative and dative plural, the bus ending, the ibus ending, from the third conjugation, and that's why we have animabus. There are a couple other words in which that applies, um, and that's just to show you that it's uh, the feminine version here. So I am meek and humble of heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Plural. Okay, that's Jesus speaking. Number 12. Audistis quia dictum est antiquis non ocides. Uh, yes. You have heard, notice this is the old form or the other form of indirect discourse, that dictum est, it was said to antiquis, to the ancients, right? 
it's often translated to men of olden times or some such thing. You have heard that it was said to those of antiquity, antiquis, non ocides, you will not kill, you, thou shalt not kill. Future used as an imperative, right? So there's our uh, fifth commandment, you shall not kill, used as an imperative. Okay, number 14. Quod dico vobis in tenebris dicite in lumine et quod in aure auditis predicate supertecta et nolite timere eos qui occidunt corpus animum autem non possunt occidere. From Matthew. So what I say to you in darkness or in the shadows Quodico vobis in tenebris. Dicite, say it, speak it out in lumine, in the light. Right? So he's speaking to the disciples. Dicite is the plural there, plural command. Et quod in aure auditis. And what you hear in your ear, aure, predicate supertecta. Preach it or proclaim it supertecta above the roofs. Right? Tectum is a roof, right, a covering. And this is uh, the rhetorical device of synecdoche. You may have known that. You may know that device. Synecdoche is naming a part for the whole. So instead of just saying uh, preach over the homes or over the houses, preach it above the roofs of the houses, right? Et nolite timere eos. And don't fear. Remember, there's your negative imperative, nolite with the infinitive. Don't fear eos, those qui occident corpus, who kill the body. Animam autem non possunt occidere. However, they are not able to kill animam, the soul. There's that anima again, that same word uh, for soul, the feminine of animus. Okay, I think that's pretty clear. Let's take a look at 15. Laudo autem vos quod omnia mei memores estis, et sicut tradidi vobis, traditiones meas tenetis. St. Paul speaking to the Corinthians, he says, However, I praise you because omnia mei memores estis. A little tricky here. Estis memores. You are mindful or remembering Mei of me, remember memores, the verbs of remembering and forgetting in Latin, take the genitive, being mindful or remembering, followed by the genitive. So you are mindful of me, omnia. Now we have that accusative standing out there with apparently no grammatical connection. And remember that from a few lessons ago, that's the accusative of respect. You are mindful of me in respect to all things, in all matters. So I praise you because you are mindful of me in all things, in respect to all. And just as I have handed down to you, traditi vobis, you hold tenetis, traditionis mes, my traditions, or the things that I have handed on. Trado, remember, to hand down, to hand over. Right? So that's where we get tradition from. Um, and these are uh, the things that are handed down from one to another. So you hand, you hold on to meas tradiciones, the, the, the noun from that verb. Okay, good. Uh, the next one we assigned was on the next page, number 20. Et responsum acceperat a spiritus sancto non visurum se mortem nisi prius videret i Christum Dominum. Domini, sorry, Christum Domini. Uh, Luke 2, yes. And he had accepera, he had received, he had accepted or received a response, a Spiritus Sancto, from the Holy Spirit. And that phrase introduces indirect discourse. Non visurum se, says the subject, that he, non visurum, non visurum for non visurum esse, that he would not see mortem, death, nisi prius, 
until or uh, uh, except before, literally, until, until we say, or except before he saw the anointed one of the Lord, Christum Domini. This is, of course, referring to the prophet Simeon, who at the uh, presentation of our Lord in the temple takes him in his arms and says the great prayer, Nunc dimittis servum till now, Lord, you can uh, dismiss your servant in peace, right? And so we're talking about the fact that he had received from the Holy Spirit a response that. That's all like saying the Holy Spirit had told him that. He would not see, non visorum essay understood, mortem. He would not see death before he saw videret, the imperfect subjunctive, right? Uh, the Christ of the Lord, the anointed of the Lord. Um, nice passage there. And I hope that it's clear to you um, that indirect discourse, non visorum essay understood, that he say is the subject and mortem the object, that he would not see death. Um, I suppose you might say, what if, why can't we say that death would not see him? Well, I guess it might be the same, but uh, obviously we have the expression, as the ancients did, that he would not see death. Say is the subject, and um, mortem is the object of the infinitive non visorum, essay understood. Okay, very good. Number 22, this is a long one, uh, but one that I think is probably recognizable to you. Et responso accepto insomnis ne redirent ad herodem per aliam viam reversisunt in regionum suam, quicum recessisent ece angelus domini apparet insomnis Joseph dicens. Surge et acipe puerum et matrum eos et fuge in Egyptum. Et esto tibi, ibi, usque dum dicam tibi, futurum est enum ut herodes querat puerum ad perdendum eam. Okay, so we, have, we start off with an ablative absolute. I hope you recognize it. Responso accepto. So we, we had a responsum in the last sentence. On 20 here we have another response. The response, having been received in a dream. Psalmist, remember, in the plural, somnus, uh, uh, which means sleep, in the plural, most often dream, and the res a response having been accepted in a dream, nay, that they not, here's the response, lest they return to Herod. We're speaking of the wise men, right? The res a response having res been received in a dream, that they not return to Herod, they reversisunt, they returned, they turned around per aliam viam, through another way, by means of another way, in regionum, so into their own region. Qui cum recessisent, who when they had receded, literally receded, gone back, ecce, behold, angelis domini, the angel of the Lord apparent, appears in a dream, in Somnis again, to Joseph, Dechens. Remember Joseph, Hebrew name doesn't have endings. Uh, the angel of the Lord appears to Joseph in a dream, saying, Surge, rise up, et akshipe puram, and take the mother at Matrames and his mother, or say, I'm sorry, take the boy and his mother, at Fuge in Egypt, and flee into Egypt, at Esto Ibi, and be there. Right? Esto the command of the verb to be, stay there, be there, usque dum, until, up until while, literally up until when, usque dum, I tell to you, up until when I say to you, futurum est enum, for it will be, futurum est, it will happen, futurum est, right, from sum esse fui, futuris, it will be ut, that Herod, seeks the boy, querat puerum, ad perdendum eum, in order to destroy him. Ad plus the gerund or gerundive. Here we can't tell whether it's a gerund or gerundive. The form would be the same. But ad plus the gerund or gerundive to show purpose, in order to destroy him. 
Herod seeks the boy to destroy him. It will be that Herod will seek the boy in order, presence subjunctive to show same time as the main verb roughly, to show uh, uh, roughly same time as the main verb, uh, Herod seeks the boy or will seek the boy to destroy him. We know that this is um, the advice that uh, the angel gives to Joseph, so they go to Egypt, right? The flight into Egypt by the Holy Family. Uh, a long sentence there, one I think that uh, you'll be uh, very familiar with. Um, two dreams, one to the wise men and one to Joseph, right? Okay, um, let's go on to our next one, number 25. Heik sunt enum festa pascalia, in quibus verus ille annus ociditur, cuius sanguine postes fidelium consecrantur. Heik igitur nox est, quae peccatorum tenebras columne illuminatione purgavit. Again, this is uh, from the exultate prayer or hymn that is sung by the deacon at Holy Saturday evening. Um, a beautiful uh, poem sung in Gregorian chant mode. Um, here, these are the festal, the, the Paschal feast. This is, we normally, uh, even though that uh, appears in the plural, we normally say that this is the Paschal feast. Uh, but you can say these are the Paschal feasts um, in which Verus Ileanius, that true lamb, Ociditur, is killed, right? Cuius sanguine postes fidelium consequentum, by whose blood the doorposts of the faithful are consecrated. Remember, this, of course, is a reference to the Passover when God uh, instructed the Israelites to uh, slaughter the Paschal lamb and with the blood uh, sprinkled on their doorposts so that uh, when the great plague of the killing the, uh, the firstborn, the angel of death would pass over, they would see the blood on the doorposts and pass over their homes so that their children would be spared, right? So um, this is the this is the feast, the Paschal feast, in which the tr that true lamb is killed, by whose blood the doorposts of the faithful are consecrated. Heik igitornoxes. This indeed, therefore, is the night, que which purgavit, which uh, purifies or uh, cleanses the. Uh, with the illuminatione columnae, with the illumination of this column, uh, we'll talk about that in a second, the darkness, dark shadows of sinners, right? So this is the night which, which cleanses or purifies the darkness of sinners, columnae illuminatione, by the illumination. Columna, remember, is a column. Here it refers to the candle, the paschal candle the light of the world, the, the representative of Jesus, uh, the, the, the Paschal candle, the light of the world. So by the illumination of that column or that candle, um, the, uh, this night has cleansed the darkness of sinners. That's very poetic. I uh, hope you understand. I think you can see now the structure of the Latin. Um, and as I've urged you many times before, if you haven't read the Exultet, um, I think that that would be a wonderful, uh, a wonderful poem for you to read. Um, and I, I'm not sure. I think that yes, the Exultet, in fact, is on um, in the back of the book of further readings on page 334, 335. Um, there's the text of the Exultet. Um, which uh, is, is um, attributed to St. Ambrose. Um, and I, I think you'd really love reading that. Um, and, and then on Easter Vigil, if you could go to Mass that is sung in Latin 
you could hear it sung. Um, if not in English, you could follow. You could hear the English and follow along in your Latin. Um, at any rate, um, this uh, sentence twenty-five and many that we've had previously have been drawn from the Exultet. Okay, number twenty-seven. Ecclesiam tuum secundum voluntatem tuum coadunare dineris. So you see, we start off with accusatives. And we don't find our main verb till the very end of the sentence. Dineris, and there's that verb dignor. That E is a sign of the subjunctive. So it's a subjunctive uh, urging of wishing, a, a polite command. May you deem it worthy to coadunare, to unite ecclesiam tum, your church, secundum voluntatum, in accordance with your will, according to your will. Secundum voluntatem tuum is a prepositional phrase. Ecclesiam tuum, the accusative, following coadunare dineris. May you deem worthy, may you deem it worthy to, uh, to unite coadunare, your church. This is a line from the canon of the Mass, praying to God. Okay, 29. In novissimo die omnes ducentur ante tronum judicari. Okay, in novissimo dia. Remember novissimo, even though it means new, and in the, in, the, in the superlative means newest, it also has that interesting meaning of last, meaning it's the last in a series because it's the newest one in that series. So on the last day in novissimo dia, all ducenta will be led ante tronum, before the throne, judicari. To be judged. Ah, there's your passive infinitive, judicari, I ending. Uh, and remember that the infinitive in Latin can show purpose. They will be led before the throne, judicari, to be judged. You could have used ut plus a subjunctive there, which would have been uh, certainly the way classical Latin would do that. But judicari, as the passive infinitive, can show purpose. Okay, number 30. In illo libro totum continentur unde mundus judicetur. These uh, last two sentences really uh, themes from the great medieval poem, the Dies Irae. Um, in illo libro, in that book, totum continentur, everything is contained whence the world is judged. Whence the world is judged, is to be judged. So uh, in the, uh, the Diazire, uh, Liber Scriptus, uh, a written book, is brought forth, proferetur, in quo totum continetur unde mundus judicetur. That's the, that's the whole text of that line of the, uh, of the poem. So in that book, everything totem is contained whence, from which, from which or upon which the world is judged or might be judged, right? Um, that's really an indirect question, isn't it? Introduced by Unde, that's why Udicetur is in the subjunctive, but it's passive, right? Um, Yudico, yudico, yudicare, and we have the e, the sign of the uh, subjunctive there. So that's uh, those last two really, and this third one, thirty-one. Uh, those three all come from the poem, the Dies Irae. O fonts pietatus, fac me salvum. O font of piety, make me safe. Remember, that's the idiom. Um, in Latin for save me, um, bring me to salvation. Fac me salva, make me safe. Remember your um, imperative fac from the verb faccio, duc, dic, fac, fair, should have had an e, but it's not there. Third conjugation verbs normally have an e in the singular. We're talking to God here. Save me, make me safe. Um, but Duco, dico, faccio, and ferro, those four have only duc, dic, fac, fer, no e, 
in the singular imperative. Okay, and number 35, I think from one of the Psalms, in Te Domine Speravi non confundar in eternum. In you, Lord, I have hoped, Speravi, um, I shall not be confounded forever, or may I not be confounded. Uh, uh, that AR can be a future passive or a subjunctive passive. May I not be thrown into confusion forever, or I will not be. Um, one of the uh, lines, famous lines from one of the Psalms. And 38, if you go to Mass in Latin or even in English, when you translate this, you will note what this is. It's the sushipiat, the prayer after the offertory. Um, sushipiat dominus sacrificium de manibus tuus ad laurem et gloriam nominis sui ad utilitatem quoque nostram totiusque ecclesiae sui sancte. May the Lord accept or receive, take up the sacrifice de manibus from or at your hands, right? Um, this is what the people say in response to the priest who says, Oratre fratres. Okay, so may the Lord, this is a just of subjunctive or a polite wish, may the Lord take up, or a polite command, may the Lord take up the sacrifice at your hands, ad laudem for, for the praise at gloriam and glory of his name, ad utilitatem, and also, quoque, for the, uh, we say, welfare or good, but for the utility, right, the, uh, the benefit, our benefit, and that totiusque ecclesiae sue sancti, of his entire holy church. Totius, totius ecclesiae sue sancti, of the total church, his holy, right? His entire holy church. And notice, it's nostrum utilitatem, our good, our utility, our benefit, and then the benefit of, in the genitive, all his holy church. Good. That's the sushipiat. Number 40. Sacerdos eucharistica liturgia fungi incipit. Sacerdos, obviously the subject, the priest. Notice eucharistica uh, liturgia is in the ablative. You see that by the long A's there at the end. Fungi incipit. So the priest incipit is beginning or begins fungi to perform. And remember that there are several words, deponent verbs in Latin, utor, fruor, fungor, podior, and vescor, that take the ablative. Fungor is one of them to, to function, to uh, perform. So the priest begins to perform, and there's the ablative. Eucharistica liturgia, the Eucharistic liturgy. Right. Good. And our final one, number 42, one of the Psalms, a line from one of the Psalms, Dominus Illuminatio Mea et Salus Meus Quem Timebo. Lord, the Lord is my illumination. Est is not there. Uh, it's probably dropped out. The Lord is my light and my salvation at solace man whom shall i fear that's how we normally say it the lord is my light and my salvation whom shall i fear notice illuminatio mea there's no est but that easily is supplied often drops out in latin so there are our exercises our sentences our drills and now we did a couple readings didn't we the first one we skipped number one um, with the assumption that uh, you probably know the Tantum Mergo by heart um, and have heard it many times and have sung it. Let's look at Peter's discourse in Caesarea in Acts. This is, I think, when Cornelius calls upon Peter and he comes forth and he preaches uh, what he has learned. Okay, so Peter, however, opening his mouth, aperiens os, participle aperiens os, Dixit said, and here's his quote, In veritate comperio, in truth, I discover, uh, I know, I find out, with quoniam, that, 
uh, different sort of indirect discourse, not the accusative infinitive, but the corneum or quod or quia, that God, Deus, non est personarum acceptor, that God is not an, literally a respecter or an acceptor of persons. What he means by this is he is not one who shows partiality. He is not one who accepts or respects he is an acceptor of persons, said in omni gente, but in every nation, in every people, in every nation, qui timideo, who fears him at operator justitium and, and works his justice, works justice, every nation, acceptus est ili, is acceptable or welcome ili to him. So he's, God is not an, an acceptor personarum, but he is one who, uh, but in every nation, right, he, uh, the one who fears him and works justice is acceptable to him. Acceptus est ili. Verbum misit filiis Israel evangelizans pacem per Jesum Christum. He sent the word to the sons of Israel, evangelizing peace through Jesum Christum, through Jesus Christ. Hic est omnium dominus. This one is dominus omnium, the Lord of all. Vos shitis quod factum est verbum per universam judeam incipiens a Galilea post baptismum quod predicavit Ioannes. Jesum a Nazareth quomodo junxit eum Deus, Spiritus Sancto et Virtute, per transivit benefaciendo et sanando omnes oppressos a diablo, quoniam Deus erat cum illo. Now that's quite a long thought there. Now let's go back and take a look. Vosciti's quod factum. You know that the word Factum est, was done, was made, happened, right, from fio, from, uh, from facio, fio. You know that the word happened or occurred per universum judeum, incipiens, through all of Judea, incipiens, beginning a Galilea, from Galilee, post-baptismum, after the baptism, Quod predicavit Ioannis, which John preached. Okay, so the word went out, literally. You knew that the word went out or happened or occurred through all of Judea, beginning from Galilee, after the baptism which John preached. Talking about John the Baptist, right? And here's the word. Jesum a Nazareth quomodo unxit eum Deo Spiritus Sancto Virtute, qui pranced per transivit benefaciendo et sanando omnes oppressus a diablo quoniam Deus erat cum illo. <laughs> right? Um, how, this is quomodo, how Deus, notice he starts off with Jesus of, from Nazareth, but he's in the accusative. So you see that, first in the sense, you have to put that on hold uh, to think uh, we're going to need an accusative somewhere. Jesus from Nazareth, how God anointed him, Spiritus Sancto Edwardi, with the Holy Spirit and with strength. Jesus of Nazareth, who, qui, per transivit, who went, went through, crossed through, passed through, bene faciendo et sanando. Ah, two gerunds. This tells how uh, he made his journey, who passed through, right, by uh, doing good works, benefaciendo, and healing, 
omnes oppressos, all the oppressed, all those oppressed by the devil. Quonion, since Deus Eric, he was, since God was with him. So he says, going back, uh, you know that the word went out, and this is the word. And Jesus is not only the figurative word, but the literal word of God, right? Jesus from Nazareth, you know about him, how God anointed him, yunxit eum deus, with the Spiritus Sancta, with the Holy Spirit, and with strength. Jesus of Nazareth, who passed by, who passed through this world, per transivit, by doing good, benefaciendo, and by healing omnes, sanando omnes, healing all those. What kind of those? Those having been oppressed by the devil. Right? That is your participle oppressos. Those having been oppressed by the devil. Quonia, since Deus erat comilla, since God was with him. Et nos testes sumus omnium. And we are testes omnium, are witnesses of all things, omnium, all the things, que fecit, which fecit, he did in regione Judeorum at Jerusalem, in the region of the Jews and Jerusalem. Quem, whom, referring to Jesus at Ochidon, also they killed suspendentes, suspending him literally, hanging him up in Ligno, on the wood, on wood, on the cross, right? So that's the first part of Peter's sermon, and I think next lesson we'll get the extension in the second part of that sermon. Uh, I think that's fairly clear. Let's look at Mary Magdalene, who sees the risen Lord in the Gospel of John, chapter 20. Dicit ei Jesus, Jesus says to her, Mulier, quid ploras, quem queris, woman, why are you crying ploras? Why are you wailing? Why are you weeping? Quem queris, whom are you seeking? Ila, that refers obviously to something feminine, that's Mary. Mary, that one, existimans quia hortulanus eset dicires. Notice, existimans, thinking, quia, that, Hotulans eset, that he was the gardener, dicides, says to him. So we have a different kind of indirect discourse there. We have the uh, thinking, verb of thinking, introducing a subordinate conjunction, quia, that, just like we do in English. Thinking that he was the gardener, says to him, domine, master. Remember, domine, of course, means lord, in, um, <clears throat> in uh, when we say prayers and so forth, but it also simply just means master. So, um, domine. Oh, I lost my place, sorry. Si tu sustuliste eum dicito mihi ubi posuiste eum et ego eum tola. Okay, so she says to him, Master, um, sir, if you have taken up him, taken him up, sustulisti, raised him from uh, tolo, uh, tolo sustuli, if you have taken him up, dicito, there's a, uh, that's a, really a future imperative used uh, rarely, it's just like dik. Tell to me, ubi posuistim, where you have placed him, at ego eum tom, and I will take him up. I will, I'll get him, right? I'll, he's talking about his body, right? Dicit Jesus. Jesus says to her, Maria, Mary, conversa ele dicit e hebreice, rabuni. And having turned around, that one says to him, hebreice, in Hebrew, rabboni. Uh, which means quodicitor uh, magister, which is is called or which is translated magister, teacher. Rabboni is the Hebrew word, the Aramaic word. Magister is its translation in Latin, uh, teacher. Dicit e Jesus, Jesus says to her, Yam noli me tenere, non dum enum ascendi ad patrum. 
So now don't, here's your negative imperative, singular, noli plus in, infinitive. Don't hold on to me. Don't touch me. Don't touch me. Don't hold me. For I have not yet ascended to the Father. Vade autem ad fratres meus et dices. But go to my brothers and dices say to them. He's talking about the apostles. Remember that uh, ancient in ancient parlance, fratres can be used for blood brothers, but also for cousins, other relatives, and even friends. So go to my brothers and say to them, Ascendo, I ascend ad patrum meum to my father, at patrum vestum, and your father, at deum meum, at deum vestum, my God and your God. Venit Maria Magdalene annuncians discipulis. Mary Magdalene um, comes announcing to the disciples, Vidi Dominum, I have seen the Lord, et quia hec dixit e, and that he said hec ei, these things to her. Notice we have direct discourse, and then uh, she, uh, then the text skips back into indirect discourse. So Mary comes announcing to the disciples, Vidi Dominum, I have seen the Lord. That's what she said. And she and, and that he said, Haik a these things to her. That's a little tricky, um, because, but what it means is she narrated the things that he said to her. Okay, so again, as we complete Unit 32, our exercises and homework, you see that uh, much of what you're reading now is taken directly from the scriptures. You're reading real Latin with the help of a few uh, dictionary words, and uh, you've just about uh, conquered the entire book. Uh, next time, we will take up Unit 33, and as I told you uh, several times already, the remaining few units are basically review and the introduction of a few irregular verbs, and that's basically it. So until next time, um, I wish you the best in studying your Latin. Um, if you have questions, I urge you again, don't hesitate to drop me an email, ask me a question. I'll be glad to answer them. So until next time, have a wonderful week and God bless.